Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It's Friday. We're back in the book of Romans today. Um, we'll be uh, going through chapter 13 today, and, you know, uh, it's all about submission to authorities. And what our real purpose is, is to love one another. Um, so it's a great study. I think uh, today's the last day that we'll be doing the podcast in 2022. We're closing out the year. It's it's kind of practical stuff on how to live. And when you look at the news, uh, either on TV or on your phone or in the newspapers or listening to you know podcasts or whatever, um, you hear all uh, about corruption and you hear about people cheating one another and and you just hear all kind of. Uh, crazy politics and things and it just it gets it gets people wondering like what do you do how are you supposed to act as a christian in all this do you live inside a bubble uh what do you do and and god says no so let's talk about how christians live uh in these times where it doesn't seem like it's a very uh healthy time to to be a christian but but then when you look back on it uh, the same corruption has been going on for generation after generation. Um, it's not that the sin is anything new. It's just the people are new, committing the same old sins. And McGee made the point this morning that the new morality is nothing more than the old sin uh, with a new name on it. So um, we'll pick up chapter 13, verse 1. Let every person... Be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Now, that's really interesting, because we think we elect our government officials and that history is sort of in our own hands, but he's saying right here that the authorities that are over you and me were put there by God. And so even the non-believers who are voting for non-believers and you get a non-believer as your governing authority, that was allowed by God to happen, to work his purpose and his will. So God is sovereign. God is in control. God is on, our Lord Jesus is on the throne. So we're not just running around willy-nilly. 
the governments of the world and local governments are all instituted by God. Now, some are good, some are not good, but it's accomplishing God's purpose. So, Paul is stating God's authority here in government. Verse 2, therefore, whoever resists the authorities resist, resists what God has appointed. Again, God has appointed the authorities. And those who resist will incur judgment. Now, there's a practical side here. Is that you can have judgment from your local authorities if they judge you as going against them. Um, for rulers are not a terror to good conduct. But to bad. So, in general, my study Bible is saying this is an example of civil government. Um, and, you know, without civil government, there would be anarchy. So, civil government in general is a great blessing from God, which we should be thankful for. And if we didn't have civil government or civil societies, we would have anarchy, and that would be a horrible alternative in which. Evil basically just runs rampant. So there are laws of civil government. Sometimes God institutes evil rulers as a means of a trial or a judgment. But um, in general, these governing authorities are instituted by God. And if we resist them, there's judgment on that because your behavior will be judged. Because in general, God has appointed these rulers, better or for worse, to judge over the people. And in general, the rulers aren't a terror to people acting in good conduct, but to bad in general. So, you know, it's a call to good conduct underneath the authority of the civil governments and national governments that God has appointed and instituted. Would you have to fear, excuse me, would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? So you want to live without fear? He says, then do what is good and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. In other words, do what is good according to your own conscience and obey the local laws because you're under authority. You're under the authority that God has appointed. And you have to approach that according to your conscience. He is saying, you know, Obey the local as best you can, according to the sake of your conscience. For, verse 6, for because of this you also pay taxes. In other words, the government has told you some things you got to do. Because of this you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God attending to this very thing. Verse 7, pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed. Revenue to whom revenue is owed. owed. Respect to whom respect is owed. Honor to whom honor is owed.
So you may owe something according to the civil government, taxes, revenue, respect, honor. He's saying don't dishonor. These authorities, even though you may think they're corrupt, you got to pay what's owed. All right, so you have a responsibility to the authority established by God, to the authorities that you must live under too. Verse 8. Now this is sort of a relationship with one another. Verse 8. Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. So loving one another is kind of what you owe. That's the debt that you owe. The only debt that you continue to have is the love debt. The love debt that never ceases. You're always in debt to love somebody else. You can never pay it all off. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And if you love truly, that covers all these sins of adultery, murder, stealing, covet. That's true love. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. You want to fulfill the law? Love, as God has loved you. Love one another as yourself. Verse 11, besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to awake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime. Not in orgies, drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, but in, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. My study Bible says we have a metaphor here of time to wake up from sleep. Sleep is a metaphor of a life of moral carelessness and laxity. It's a time to wake up and be vigilant in the way we honor and submit ourselves to authority, but to wake up. And to, we are here to fulfill the law through love. And we have another metaphor of putting on Christ, like putting on clothes. It implies, as my study Bible says, not just imitating Christ's character, but living in close personal fellowship with him. Put on Christ, as in you're putting on your clothes. You're putting on an armor of light in dark rooms. So we have kind of a metaphor of clothes, a metaphor of light, a metaphor of protection of Christ. Even though believers have a new life, they must constantly renounce the flesh. In other words, they constantly need to put on Christ. They constantly need to put on this armor. They constantly need to sort of wake up from the sleep and realize and look and see in the light 
because you constantly need to walk properly in the daytime where you can see what you're doing, not in the nighttime where you are just not seeing what God's will is or not seeing um, how to act properly, proper moral behavior. So he's giving a lot of metaphors about clothes and light and how we walk, how we live, because that's how um, this is. These are guides for Christian living. So this is a good place to stop for 2022. It's been quite a year. We have, you know, covered a lot of ground uh, in our study. McGee has uh, been uh, just. It's been an amazing time to study the Bible. I hope you have been enjoying it this year. Um, We'll take a break like we always do, and then we'll be back on Monday as we continue our study through this incredible, incredible book of Romans. I'm not quite sure what we do after Romans. We might be back in the um, Old Testament, but I'm not quite sure. So we'll wait, and we'll see together. So, as always, for me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. Um, And as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean. Um, Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing your take on this study today. And we'll see you here next time. God bless you all. And Happy New Year as 2023 comes in.